Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the Believe in Arizona Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in our team. Do you believe? My name is Eddie Law. My co-host, as always, is former Arizona Wildcats corner, number five in your programs, back stateside. Ladies and gentlemen, he is Shaq Richardson. How you feeling there, Shaq? Yes, sir. I'm feeling good. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good, man. Everything's... Uh, I mean, I would, I would love to say everything's really nice, but <laughs> oh, after man. losing yet another game yeah. to, to Oregon State of all teams, I mean, to come on, it's Oregon State. It's just, it's just not looking good for the Wildcats right now. Yeah, I don't think we're playing – we're not playing, like, you know, inspired football. We're playing some uninspired football, honestly. You know, we're not, we're not getting the most out of, our, uh, out of our players right now. And you can tell just by uh, letting a team like Oregon, Oregon State score that many points on us is – is not, you know, up to par with uh, how we should be playing football. Yeah, no, it's definitely not not winning football at all. Folks, if you enjoyed this show, please help us out by hitting that subscribe button on your favorite podcast outlets, including iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Luminary, and TuneIn. Leave us a rating if you would be so kind. And you can also find us on Believe.com. All right, so like we were saying, you let Oregon State drop 56 on you. and, and I mean, this is start off with the ugliest numbers of all. Two running backs go over 100 yards each. Artavis Pierce, 15 carries, 114 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jamar Jefferson, 22 carries, 105 yards, three touchdowns. And, you know, uh, Ty John Lindsay got two carries the entire game, got 42 yards out of total out of those two, and a score. And that's just a running game. Three touchdowns from the quarterback, 328 uh, yardage, 20 for 26 on the attempts there. Um, this defense is it's just – new coordinator can't – you know, kind of same story, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we st- we we've been had some holes in our run game. I was telling you uh, like a few weeks ago about how, uh, you know, we weren't really gap sound, or people were getting moved out of the gap, or jumped into somebody else's gap, and everything like that. And uh, we just really just opened up all kinds of holes for them to run through this week or last week. I don't know what's going on. We should be, you know, teaching you know some different type of things up front and having some gap integrity in the run fits, but if you can't stop the run, you can't even play any kind of football successfully. Yeah, I mean, on a night, this is the homecoming game. We pulled out the uh, the desert, the the, uh, the desert the swarm, which, which honestly, oh, those man. are clean, man. You got to wear those, right? No, I never got a chance to wear those. Oh. Yeah, those things are clean, though. But, I mean, you, you, you come in all the fanfare, everyone's there. You got legends like like Lance Brigg on the field and Dennis Northcutt was was honorary captain up there with Khalil Tate and Peterson and Whitaker. And, you know, and then you to put up this kind of, you know, performance, it's just ugly. Uh, overall, just ugly. We started off 4-1. and one. Now we're in this, like, free fall, 4-5, and 2-4 and four in the conference. You know, coming up with three big games. I mean, we had three big games coming up. It's... Definitely not looking good as far as any kind of even even like a holiday bowl invite. Oh damn! Well, I mean, shoot. Hopefully, we can get to the bowl game. We gotta get six wins to get to the bowl game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least. I mean, you know, in college football, you you never know. You know, we could we could come and show up and play some inspired football. Um, if our if our coaching staff can you know get the most out of the kids, then we could we could play some inspired football and win two more games. Uh, but we gotta we gotta um find out how to connect with these kids again, you know. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing a few things actually about the coaching styles and techniques. Uh, I don't know if it's the NCAA rules or the how uh, student athletes are treated or whatever. But I've been hearing that it's kind of um it's kind of like you know uh not 
it's not customary anymore to, you know, like demand toughness from the players, you know, mental toughness, physical toughness. That that can be something that can be, uh, you know, taken to the higher ups. You might get some consequences if the coaching staff coaches too hard on some players, you know. Uh, that was that was something that I heard maybe like um like before the season started. I got a friend that coaches there, and how how the kids might not be as tough as they need to be, and like you can't really get on them with the you know the athletic director and people like that protecting this you know student athletes' mental health. You know mm-hmm. I guess um, I don't know. We're looking pretty uh you know mentally weak lately. Not stepping up to these challenges that I would get in and not uh, competing, really. I don't see no competition. Yeah, the, the effort just isn't there from most of the team. Now, I'm not saying everybody. I mean, let's look at guys like J.J. Taylor. Had 21 carries, 78 yards, two touchdowns. And then he, he, he played incredible. Seven catches, 89 yards. I mean, if there's one guy that's shining on the entire team, it's J.J. Taylor. And, right. and you know, it, and Gary Bright will carry 10 times, 54 yards in, in a score. But – to me, well, honestly, honestly mm-hmm. it's those it's those two running backs and our, and our quarterback, uh, Danelle. Those 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 few people are doing well. Yeah, I know. You brought up the quarterback situation. Khalil Tate started the game, went seven to twelve for one hundred and nine. Came in for one more series in the third quarter, went three and out, and then Ganell took over for the rest of the game. Went two sixty nine for two touchdowns. Is it, is is? I mean, Khalil Tate. I don't. I don't. Because obviously, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not a quarterback. I didn't play, I didn't play in, in, in college football. But, you know, is it like a mindset thing, you think, with, with Khalil Tate? Uh, well, it got it got to be the um, execution of the offense, simply just uh, the pass reads, one through four or five, however many reads there is, pass protection, being comfortable in the pocket. I think I, I think I said it before, but one of the things that I think separates quarterbacks from like you know, great quarterbacks and uh, good quarterbacks and you know, not good quarterbacks, are uh, the pocket awareness. I feel like it's it's hard to teach pocket awareness. It's more of a um, a feeling type of thing, you know. Uh, quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and Tom Brady, all these quarterbacks that just step into the pocket fluently, you know, not even looking like it's a big deal. Step in, step out moves to the left, moves to the right, and still keep their eyes downfield, throw, throw a pass. I think that's what separates quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, uh, Tate, he's just running out of the pocket real fast. He's uncomfortable in there. Um, you know, I don't think he's reading the reads correctly, but I've been saying it for weeks. I think Gunnell is a, a better uh, passing quarterback, and it might be better for our offense as far as execution is concerned. I see he got two touchdowns, you know. He's been uh, doing well when he comes in. Uh, maybe we go with him moving forward, and maybe that might – put a spark in our, you know, our team. I don't really see any problems with our offense, really, though, uh, when Ganell is in. It's really defense. 58 touchdowns? Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, and, and, and you know, everyone obviously starts in, in, in the well, – the, the, the saying is it starts in the front, right, the front seven. They just could not get to 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 Jake Lutton, the quarterback. I mean, they, they – uh, overall, the team finished with three sacks, but – you still have 56 points. You got to be able to stop it and to stop the run. I mean, like you were saying a little bit ago, the assignments, the holes are everywhere and they, they can't plug them up. Yeah, you got to stop the run first and foremost. And I, we have enough players on the field, as you got to understand. There is enough people on the field to stop every play. But uh, when you don't work together, then, you know, two people are doing the same job. And then there you go with, uh, with a, hole, a hole that's open. And now, you know, that's a big game. And you can't we, we don't we don't even have like really big physical DBs already. And like those 
those are the people that may uh, help enforce, you know, a run a run scheme when they fill in gaps or bump over a gap. But, you know, we got some smaller DBs, honestly. I know the corners are a little bit smaller. We got one, we got one nice size DB. And it's just, uh, it's just looking bad when you can't stop the run. Right, right. So, you're okay. If your if your team is on a free fall the way the that the Wildcats are at this moment, what do you tell the team? Like, what do you let's say you you know as, as a player going in there talking to the whole defense or you know, or just the entire team together? Like, what what is your message to them if you're a leader on this team? Well, my message would be to drop your nuts and everybody got to come and compete. I don't care what the score is. I don't care what uh what the season is looking like. If we losing, if we winning. Everybody got to have some personal pride about how they take the field and as a unit. And we can't just be giving up big plays. Like, we got to we gotta exactly drop our nuts and play physical football. If nothing, win the physical. Out-physical out your opponent or the man in front of you. Like, win the one-on-one battles. Everybody got to start winning their one-on-one battles. So, like, as a player, I would just encourage everybody to win their one-on-one battles, have confidence, and play smart and play physical and play hard. If nothing else, you can play hard. As a coach, I would uh, I would think about changing quarterbacks. You know, sparking a little bit of a a little bit of excitement from the team. You know, like changing something up and give somebody like, all right, we're we're doing things as a coaching staff that uh, that we're trying to win these games. So we're we're making changes that will help on the field. We're we're putting in some trick plays. We you know on defense, scheming up some blitzes. We're we're doing something schematically to where we can put our players in the best position to win. And if you show your players that you're you're trying, you know, then the players will try, I think. Yeah, I mean, lead, lead by example as far as that goes, right? Put in the effort. And, and J.J. Taylor is trying to. I mean, you could see it. Every time yeah. he had the ball in his hands, he was, like, try, it's almost like he was yelling at the, at the rest of the team, like, follow me, I got us, but y'all yeah. need to do something too. We need those kind of players. We need to highlight those kind of players as the type of players that we want on the team. If you're not trying as hard as he is, then you, you shouldn't be on the team. We need everybody on the field to work as hard as he's working. That should be like one of our clear examples, one of the leaders of our team. And as a coach, you got to empower him, you know, because he's putting in so much work. Empower him to, you know, have opinions and speak up and lead the team and captain, all that type of stuff. We need that type of energy. Absolutely. From, so. everybody, from everybody, coaches, training staff, equipment staff, players, front office, everybody. I mean, everybody. Yeah. And honestly, honestly, dude, the crowd too. Because watching the game, I've never—I don't think I've ever seen a smaller homecoming crowd ever. And you know, being on the field, you know, you're on, you're on defense, you know, third down, and you need a big stop. You you know, you you kind of need that noise, right? Yeah, I mean, it would help, but uh, you know, home or away, you gotta you gotta do your job. I've been in crowds where there's no crowds, and I make big plays. I've been in crowds where. You play an away game and it's silent when you score a touchdown or when you take the ball away. And, like, you know, it's really just about the mental focus on the team. When, when I'm playing, I don't even hear the crowd. Mm-hmm. So, like, for, for defenses, I mean, the offense, it might rumble them or, or rattle them or make some miscommunications or whatever, but that's not going to, you know, make the play for you. It makes some plays for you, but you can't depend on that type of stuff. I mean, yeah, it would help a lot, but – Man, we got to give them something to cheer for, you know? No, that's exactly it, too. So, uh, Sumlin, after the game, obviously, they, after every game, they do a press conference. Sumlin's t- talking about, like, his message to the team is to stay together. He said, quote, 
When things go well, it's easy for everybody. When things happen the way they've happened the last few weeks, it's important to stick together and be a team. When we're in a deal like we are right now, what's important is what's said in this building and what's said in that locker room. You got really one choice, and that's to keep fighting. The way to keep fighting is to stay together. And it's it's you know it's a good message to give your team. But I mean, I'm I'm with you, man. Like it's it's kind of like you almost want to go more Bill Belichick than Kevin Sumlin. And be like, hey, do your job. Just yeah. do your job. I mean, you know, that's a good message as far as uh, picking up the people next to you. You know, you don't you don't want to uh, you don't want to ruin anybody's confidence, but you gotta you gotta uh, demand more from the players. You know, you gotta you gotta demand uh, a better a better effort, a better um, performance. That's terrible. We went lost what four straight, three straight. Mm-hmm. Yep, four straight. Yeah, yeah. We gotta uh, we gotta demand more from our players. Can't can't always be you know nice to guys. That's what I was saying. The message you know sometimes it's too vanilla. Sometimes it's too sweet. Football is is a man sport, and you gotta step up and and make some plays and you know win a battle win win a battle win, win a battle win one play one play at a time win we gotta win we gotta win some plays and stop some people somebody somebody's gotta stand out and make some big plays you know and, and spark something in the defense yeah and, and, yeah go ahead no no, no that's good. um so on a bye week like we are now obviously bye weeks are perfect for for physical recovery but for mental recovery here, if if you're a player on a bye week, you know what, especially on on, on a four four game losing streak, what is like? What do you think this week looks like, or what, what would this week look like for a player at this point? Oh uh, well, it, it's a long it's a long two weeks, long bye week. Because if I had a game like that, I would want to go back out and play as soon as possible so I could forget about you know erase that out my, my last my last. You only lose your last game if that's my last game. I needed to go back out and play the next day. I wish I had a game the next day so I could do better the next time. So it's going to be too long of a week for these guys. Hopefully they are very, very anxious to get back out there and to perform whatever we got. We got a big game. Um, we play in Oregon, right, this week? Next That's week. right. In Eugene, Oregon, at Oregon, right. number seven ranked. Right. It's a huge game. So they can't be any more excited. Hopefully they're not scared uh, because if you're scared, then you're just going to get uh, blown out. Like, you know can't be can't be afraid you got to accept the challenge that's coming and prepare yourself mentally physically they should be working out harder in the gym they should be like this shouldn't be I don't even know I wouldn't even uh I wouldn't even or in professional football you know if you had a bye you give them a few days off I'm not even sure if, if I would give them some days off we got to be sharp mentally we got to execute some new plays we got to put in some new schemes you know this is a bye week we we got extra time to prepare uh, schematically, you know, from a coaching standpoint. So we should, we should see some, some, some sparks, maybe some trick plays, maybe, you know, some, some different things with Tate in a run game, maybe even try Tate at a different position, even, you know, two quarterbacks on the field at the same time, maybe like we got to do something to spark some excitement from the team, from the crowd, from, you know, all the players, we got to do something different, something new. I'm fresh. Yeah, it's almost like you can go into this game with, with, with sort of a, like, nothing to lose mentality, right? Yeah, there is nothing to lose, really. It's only, it's only, a, it's only a big game to, to make plays and, you know, get some notoriety, get some attention, even if it's for individual accolades. Uh, like, let's just say J.J. Taylor. He, he's uh, especially motivated to come out and especially motivated to uh, – encourage his team to come out and block for him, you know, 
and let's let's run some good offense in the team to stop the ball so he can run the ball and, and stand out versus a big team. You know, it's a very important game for him, if not the whole team. You know, understanding that type of a like dynamic that goes on. There's there's team goals and there's individual goals as well. Yeah, and, and you know, especially with those guys that are that are you know have professional dreams and trying to get to the next level. These these national televised games. This game is going to be on ESPN. So you know, ESPN is already putting up their head. Let's, let's put Oregon on TV against whoever, right. and and uh, you know, watch them have a big game. This would be a perfect opportunity for a JJ Taylor to come out and be like, all right, y'all need to be looking at me. Come you know, come uh, come NFL draft. Now JJ Taylor and uh, somebody like Ganell, you know, a rookie or freshman quarterback. Uh, getting his first start, hopefully. I'm calling him now. He'll be getting his first start. Uh, and with two weeks to prepare, he'll have a, even a better grasp of the offense. I mean, I don't I don't know anything for sure, but I'm counting on uh, basically going out on a limb and saying that he'll be starting uh, next week. Um, things like that, he, it's a game for him to come out and, you know, start his, uh, start his career at Arizona. He's already been getting his feet wet, but, you know, this will hopefully be his first start and where he'll go and uh, stand out and compete, you know? Right, right. So, all right. So, looking at this week, uh, this next weekend, November 16th, that is uh, in Eugene, Oregon, against the Ducks. That is a 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. Starting time is 10.30 Eastern time. Uh, so, it's a nice late game. Unfortunately, the East Coasters won't be able to catch unless they stay up till pretty late. But They won't. That's how, that's how they do Pac-12 football, you know? They just put us on late at night while everybody's out at the bar. You think that's why we don't get too many votes for, like, a playoff spot? I know that's, I know that's why. That's all West Coast football. All West Coast football is less respected than, uh, than uh, you know, Southern football or East Coast football or even Midwest just because we come on so late. So people are tired. They go to sleep. They, they watch the highlights. They don't, they don't watch, uh, you know, every play, every snap to evaluate the play. Well, if it's your job, then, you know, you do your job. But as far as, like, media and everything and, like, just the, the general public, you know, watching the games, it, it comes on too late. Mm-hmm. I was on, I was on the East Coast in Toronto. I gotta stay up till uh, one a.m. to watch uh, Lakers game. You know, I'm a big Lakers fan, so I got a game game coming on at ten thirty. That means the game's not over till you know twelve. But I mean, that's that's the same as far as uh, you know college football and the Pac-12 football um, in general. Yeah, I mean, and that's always been the thing. If you ever look at, you know, first of all, like media capital of the world is New York City, basically. And that's you know, as East Coast as you can get in the States. And if you don't have a prime time game, and I mean, prime time for the West Coast team is going to be one. like like exactly like 1 p.m. It's the, yeah, it's the 125 games prime time. Yeah, exactly. And so those guys will never get, you know, to sit there and watch a U of A game or any West Coast team game and, you know, Right, and give those guys the the, the do their their uh, their owed, and that's why we have so many uh so many people saying like, oh no, every team in the South and and the uh, and the SEC is way better than everybody else, and you know right. it kind of leaves right. the uh, playoff picture looking uh pretty pretty biased. Yeah, and if uh, if we go ahead and beat uh beat Oregon, it'll be even you know even worse. But right, I do hope I hope we win, but you know in the bigger grand grand scheme, of, you know Pac-12 uh like Pac-12 like versus the other conferences. You know, if if a if a eight and one um, Oregon team loses next week, then that's pretty much a wrap for the playoffs. And you still got Utah, but hopefully we beat them too. <laughs> but, right, yeah. right. It's it's almost like a weird, like bittersweet thing. Or like you really want to win for your team, but it's like ah, oh, Pac twelve though. Like we need some recognition we're here. Bad. Yeah, we're looking bad. We're looking bad. 
Right, right. So, all right. So again, this this uh, November sixteenth, seven thirty p.m. Pacific time, ten thirty p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you guys catch that game. It will be on ESPN, nationally televised football. Um, as far as uh, who's going to watch it, well, we can't tell you because uh, it's going to be mostly West Coast fans. All well, right. Sure, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Oh, me I'm too. You know, it's a big game for uh, my alma mater, so I'm interested for sure. Right, and and big game this week, or you know, yeah, big game this week, big game next week, and then that that rivalry game that we're definitely looking forward to against uh, Arizona State. So don't forget, folks, Oregon this weekend at Oregon. We're back home against Utah on the 23rd, and then up in Tempe on the 30th. It's uh, uh, three tough games to finish the season, but yeah. if we pull off some positive in these three games, who who's to say that we're not going to come back next year with a lot of uh, a lot of momentum? Exactly, these three games is going to show you know um, who who we're going to be depending on in the court for our team going into next year, um, like, a, like a Gunnell, who's going to be way more confident and polished coming into next year after these three games. How he attacks these three games is going to show a lot about our offense and our coach going into next year. You know, even if we might not win every game, uh, to see some progress uh, is going to give our head coach a lot of confidence going into next year and how he can um, – how he can create an offense and has a quarterback that can run the type of plays he likes. And then we just got to step up on defense, man. Our defense has fallen off a lot since we had those two corners get hurt. They came back, but they haven't came back the same. And uh, we we haven't been stopping the run all year. But uh, hopefully, you know, some things like that change as well going forward. Yeah, absolutely. You know, everyone, pretty much everyone's starting spots on the line. So let's just, uh, let's show up and do something big. Yeah, right. tackle for loss, fumble, forced fumble, sacks. We need those type of plays, you know? When I play football, I only like tackles for loss, pass breakups, picks, sacks, uh, forced fumbles. Like, I don't like, you know, regular tackles, you know, if they get five yards of tackle. That's not even really a stat really, to me. Big plays right. only. Big plays only. I scored a touchdown in my last game. Big plays only. You know, I want to see a pick six. That's what I need. Uh, we saw you, man. We saw you. It was all over Instagram and everything. If y'all didn't see it, go check out Instagram. Go look up the <laughs> Toronto Argonauts. And make sure you follow, you're following our, our boy Shaq. All right, if y'all want to see a pick of that play, that was just like – like, dude was begging to get picked off at that point. You just <laughs> spot on with it. Pick six, baby. Yeah, yeah. You know how it is. Big plays only. We need some big plays out there. I wish I can go back and play. Uh, big plays only. That's a T-shirt, folks. That's a T-shirt right there. Big plays only. Someone will make that. Actually, you go make that, dude. You can get that royalty for sure. No, for real. I'm going to do it. <laughs> All right, folks. All right, man. Give me your uh, social media. There's people can follow you. Yeah, well, my Instagram is uh, dr4 underscore unruly. Uh, you can follow me on there. You made some plays last week. Check that out. And, uh, yeah, that'll be cool. All right, cool. That's going to do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, please remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast outlet. You can follow me on Twitter at elaw32. That's E-L-A-W-3-2. Thank you for believing. We'll see you guys next time and make sure that you root on our Wildcats. So, uh, yeah, go Wildcats. Yeah, bear down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.